Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Diverse Discussions Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and all other audio streaming platforms. We're your host, Daddy Lucifer and Beast Daily. And we're glad to have everybody back for another episode. Um, if you watched us last week, you may be wondering why we have another chair here. Uh, this is for future guests. And uh, hey, you boys busy? Who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you guys know who I am. Southaker, bro, your guys' best friend. Dude, we we have security like all around the building. How did, how did he get in? I don't oh, dude, no don't way. worry about security, man. I done talk to him. They I told him, hey, I've been I've been Beast's friend for 13 years. They said, go on up. We're gonna have to speak to security after this episode. Yeah, we definitely but are. Anyways, <laughs> I, well, we're we're having a podcast about online dating today. Do you wanna join in on us? Uh, with this yeah. Online? Yeah. Hell, you bet your ass, dude. I want to get screwed on over, man. I got a lot <laughs> of good stuff for this. All right. Well, All right, uh, um, everybody, this is um, Outtaker24. Uh, we call him Jake. Um, you want to introduce yourself, man, everybody? Yeah, just, I mean, you pretty much gave me the introduction. Just Outtaker, that's my online identity. Uh, they're just going to call me Jake because every time we're always playing games, they, they just call me by my first name. It's a lot easier, but... Uh, that's pretty much my introduction, man. Um, well, I think for like beginning of the podcast, I think since we're talking about online dating, I think most thing people relate to with online dating is like dating apps. Like, do you guys any use any of those? Yeah, uh, I'd you wanna... say I've, we both. Uh, <laughs> you wanna you wanna go ahead and talk about our uh, the dating apps? We've <clears throat> we've had a lot of so, conversations about these. For me, man, I. I use stuff like Facebook dating. Uh, I used Bumble. I don't use Tinder because those, those people are just uh, thirst traps and thoughts on there. So I don't even <laughs> I don't even worry about that. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, I, I use Tinder. What are you trying to say? I mean, he's not wrong, but. <laughs> yeah. okay. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I use, man. Uh, so far, no luck on it. I mean, I most mo- a lot of my relationships kind of just been based on either in person inter- interactions or anybody that I've kind of. J- so Beast knows about this, but my little methodology that I get girls with, man. You know the little friends you may know on Facebook. <laughs> you have mutual friends. You you hit that add friend, and then if they accept you, man, then you're in. You know. That's how I got my girlfriends in the past, man. I don't do a lot of online dating, none of that BS. But when I do, I haven't had a lot of luck with it. So that's where I'm at on that. Yeah, I... <laughs> you actually what about you, tried making. It... Yeah, he actually tried making me do these uh, dating apps for a while. Uh, <laughs> he would always uh, once once he went through a little phase of that. But um, I started doing them. I think it's last year. Uh, early last year, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna join a couple. I joined Bumble and uh, did the Facebook dating, and um, I did try Tinder for a little bit, but realized that that was, uh, <laughs> like you said, uh, for <laughs> thirst traps and stuff like that. So that, that wasn't what I want, uh, since I'm more of a relationship guy. I want, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've I've tried that, um, but I haven't really done it lately um but yeah go, go ahead and mention what you've been uh, doing on there on these apps. <laughs> well uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fanatic of dating apps like i i use them all the time um 
<laughs> I, I do use Tinder. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I like to use all of them differently because they all kind of work differently as well. And you do get to meet different people from those apps as well. Like you mentioned before, Tinder's a lot of thirst traps and stuff like that. But you don't really find <laughs> that on like other apps like Bumble or stuff like that. Um never tried your tactic with adding mutual friends. I might have to try that. But <laughs> You'd be surprised, buddy. It works. <laughs> but what happens if you accidentally add, like, one of your friends, like, family members or something? And like, then you just unfriend. <laughs> like, so after you after you hit the sin and they accept it, you got to do the you got to do the old snoop. You got to do the audit. So you click on the profile. <laughs> you look through. Oh, you got you 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 to you lurk. You got to lurk. Yeah, you get yeah, you got I call well I call them audits, you know, because you never know what you're gonna get yourself into. <laughs> it right? makes it makes it sound a little bit more professional, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, so you know, you're going through there and you see something you don't like, you know, don't even worry about it. You can always hit the unfriend, but you know, if there's somebody you have interest in, you go through the timeline, you start you start hitting some likes, you know, just to get notified on their notification screen saying, Oh, you know, who is this person, right? Who is this Jake guy, right? They check <laughs> it out, they might hit a like back, right? Next thing you know, you're in a like war. Until you send the first message, and then you're in, man. And trust me, this has definitely worked for him uh, a lot. He's <laughs> he's actually shown me a lot of times how this has worked. I don't know how. I don't. I really don't get how that is something that works. You would you would um, think you would think somebody would consider that like kind of stalkish. Don't know, like not calling <laughs> right? you a stalker, but it does kind of come off a well, little. Well, you know. <laughs> Now, if you get the message, right, and they're just like, hey, how do I know you or something? You know, you, you got some options, right? The old reliable I go with, oh, I think I've seen you in high school or I've seen you somewhere, right? You know, I think that's how I met you before or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, you know, you start talking, you know. That, that's how you get your foot in the door, man. Real easy. Okay. Wow. I Not bad. Never thought to try it like that. Maybe I will try it eventually. Um, but that's <laughs> – yeah no um <laughs> i definitely want to try that myself i like i said i kind of stick with tender and that old like reliable there for me you know because you get to like you get to like really like put a lot of information on there but the, you know the thing is the information could be falsified like obviously like you know anybody could lie to you even face to face but mm -hmm. like you can kind of read people's faces when they're trying to lie or something like that but online is a whole nother ball game like you can mm -hmm. you can really just look at a bio like oh like look at me like i'm a doctor but they work at like the gas station down the street like you <laughs> that exactly and then it comes to that time and it's like uh i thought you said you did this and it's <laughs> back and forth they don't you know can't hold on to their lives and <laughs> all that but my, my issue with really I, I know we've said like bumble and tinder and all that like my issue with bumble really is the fact that like you know the woman's supposed to start the conversation and when you get the conversation from them, it's just a simple, hey. Like, okay, well, I, yeah, we, uh, what, how was that? Starting the conversation, okay, hey, back, all right, it's done. It's, I could have said that, like, you might as well. Yeah, like, you <laughs> yeah, you run into like, a profile, man. Their profile says, I will not respond or what's up on Bumble. <laughs> hey. Or, yeah, hey, yeah, what's up, Riley? Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm so and so. Nice to meet you. What's up? No, no, no. I think <laughs> I think my favorite one is like they don't even have the decency to say that on Tinder. Sometimes, sometimes they just hit the wave button on Tinder. You just get an emoji of somebody waving at you. You don't even say nothing. <laughs> like, 
they just like, hello, I made your presence clear that I'd like seen it, and that's it. You just get and that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. And then your then you, your response to that is like, you know, do I send emojis back? Do I say something? Like, what do? What, what? <laughs> And I do want to add on to what you were saying about, uh, like, Bumble, how people can falsify their information, right? See, if you go with the Facebook tactic, right, and you <laughs> check in their profile, it's hard for them to falsify when you got Aunt Jenny saying, thanks for coming over for Memorial Day weekend and stuff like that, right? <laughs> when you got family tagging in posts and stuff. So that's how you find out the real person. You're you really too. trying to sell us on this Facebook strap. It is. Like, <laughs> don't <laughs> Do you work for Facebook? But hey, I've been around the block or two. <laughs> Listen, man, you already struck gold. Like, stop digging. I'm, tr- I'm gonna try it. Like, <laughs> no. Um, but I think a good thing about this is like it really gives you like a different definition of like you know instead of meeting somebody the old-fashioned way, do you guys do you guys prefer like meeting online or do you guys are more of a fan of like in-person encounters? You want to start that off, or do you want me to? Uh, I mean, you know, I've I've tried actually both, um, and I just I feel like in person is better just for multiple reasons, and we can get onto that you know later on in the episode. But in my opinion, in person is probably better uh, from my experiences. What do you think, Jake? Well, so. You know, I, I kind of have a different approach on it, too. Like, I, I guess you could say I'm more of a hybrid type deal. Like, if I meet somebody in person, I'll have conversation with them. But if I want to get to know them more, you know, after that, I will, like, use an online service like Messenger or whatever if I find them somewhere else. I prefer to use that to get them to know them to build my confidence, you know. Because, yeah, you know, I'm not going to sit there true. in person and mean like, what are your hobbies and stuff? Like, try to have, like, deep conversations unless it's actually somebody <laughs> that I can have a conversation with so quickly. But, you know, I, it's just – I guess it's just a preference. It really depends on who you're trying to go after, in my opinion. I, mean, I guess when we look yeah. at it from that point of view, I would probably agree with that then, more of a, a hybrid than um, – I think. But, but I, I mean – I mean, I don't know. Like, I used online – I used both. I would consider myself a hybrid as well. Like, he worded it, but – like, I don't know. I guess it also depends on, like, if you're, like, more of an outgoing or ingoing person. Like, if you're an extrovert or introvert. Like, like for me, I'm super extroverted, and I'm, like, super loud, outgoing. Like, I'll start the conversation if there isn't one. So, like, even if I met, like, somebody, like, you know, like, at a grocery store or something, like, I would just – I would have a full-blown conversation with them. Like, I – oh, that's – kind of, It just – Ah, that just depends with me. Like, ah, I don't know if I, cause I'm both, I'm, I'm introverted and extroverted. Like, I, there's times where I'm extroverted and I want to be all out there, and then there's times where I'm just introverted and just want to be, you know, to myself. But I, I, I don't know if I could. Ah, just depends, really. Yeah, and for me it depends <laughs> too. Like, I'm, I'm very observant with people. So if you put me in a room with a lot of introverts, I naturally become an extrovert. But if I'm in a room with a lot of extroverts, I become an introvert. Yeah. So it just – I'm really – like I observe yeah. my people before I interact with them a lot too. So Wow. That's actually really interesting because I'm, I'm always extroverted. Like it's very, very rare that I'm introverted. And I feel like that's only when I'm like kind of going through something personally. That's when I'm like kind of more quiet into myself. But even like in a like, – like even when I was in school or anything like that, um, even in the library and stuff like that, where most of the people would be introverted, like, you know, reading down books or keeping to themselves or something, I would always start a conversation with 
anybody really like not even just like the online dating aspect but just like just talking to people and communicating with people because yeah. somebody has to always take that step and break the ice whether if it's just a casual conversation or like a flirting conversation and i've just always been the icebreaker like i'm just super super like hey like you're not a talkative person but i am so how about i try and you know help you out and get you out of your little comfort zone you know that is actually a really good good way to put it i need to I need to apply that to my <laughs> when I'm talking to people. Like, there's times where, you know, if I if it's a friendly conversation, we're talking about something. I I keep it, you know, friendly. But in a flirty sense, it just depends. Like, it takes me a while to really start opening up and being that way. And and really, mine has more so been at work. Uh, I've actually had <laughs> a couple relationships from work. Um, that happened and I guess that's you know that's more the in-person aspect of it is mm-hmm. I would, you know in person and I'd I would be all flirty and it's just the vibes that I would get from them I that's what made me more extroverted with them and stuff I don't know it just depends really yeah um what's funny about that like back on the whole like uh dating apps and stuff like and Facebook and all that other stuff um, we're, we kind of skipped over a major thing, and that's like you know how different pictures and real life can look, like catfishing and stuff like that. Have, um, yeah. Jake, have you ever experienced any sort of catfishing? I only experience it with just online dating apps like Tinder and uh, Facebook dating. But again, if you apply the the Facebook mutual friend thing that I do, <laughs> you know, Debbie's going to get tagged. <laughs> is going to tag so-and-so in a photo when the <laughs> photos of you on their Facebook, and you get a good actual representative of what they look like as a person. So, again, that But even then, that, even photos like that, like, you know, posted by other people and stuff, can still be deceiving compared to what they look like. And be edited and everything like that, yeah. Filter, well, bro. Yeah, filters know, does wonders. Filters. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I it helps me too. that, too. <laughs> But yeah, what I've noticed, people, what they, what they kind of do over time is when you do click on their profiles, it said it because no, I don't know if you noticed, but when you click on their profiles, they have a they have like two tabs. They have photos of you and photos that they uploaded. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that people take the photos of you off because they'll have like family members and stuff with unedited photos that they'll post online, right? So they'll hide that from their privacy, so you can't get this real look of what they look like as a person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh well, yeah, I mean I've I've experienced it, but but the thing about it is man is like when I was younger, the looks used to always be the best, like the the high thing for me, right? But you know, as I get older now, like you know, like if if somebody that I see they look a little different, if I'm having a good genuine connection with them from an emotional and mental standpoint, to be honest, man, I just don't really look at the physical aspect too much. Finally. Finally you have Taking the advice I've always He's given taught me you. That. He's taught me that. <laughs> always told him this. Looks do not always matter in a, in a relationship. If you've got that connection with somebody, I I know you you feel differently on that, Lucy. But listen, man. <laughs> it, I mean, you can have a physical attraction to somebody, and, and if if they're you know just not your type, that's fine. And you know sometimes you could build that from their personality, or how y'all are in person and, and how y'all connect. 
Um, I mean, that's really the big thing. You know, if you're able to laugh and joke and be open with each other and feel comfortable around that person, that's the biggest thing in a relationship for me. So, like, the looks don't really matter. Well, so I will tell you this, and you guys, and you guys know this from my last relationship that I was in, right? The girl that I was with got along so well. We were able to joke so much, right? Like, yeah, the the whole, you know, you you base it off personality, right? But this was the first relationship that I had where the physical attraction wasn't there, and she's like, man, that really does play a bigger part than what I actually thought it would be, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was just no romance, you know. There would be the whole like joking all the time she'd be like a bro to me in a way like a roommate in a sense right Mm -hmm. so like i think that the personality is the biggest part but the physical attraction and appearance is definitely a top two it's got to be right behind it like they've just got to line up in my opinion Mm -hmm. that's true yeah i mean but then again you know if you do find your soulmate i just feel like i'm more of a soulmate guy but, you know, if you find your soulmate, I feel like you really got that connection and you truly feel like y'all are meant for each other. I think anything, none of that other stuff matters. I think that's just y'all were meant to be type thing. But what do you well, think about Lucy? <laughs> well, okay, so, yes, like, personality and, like, connecting emotionally is definitely, like, probably the biggest thing, definitely, that, like, you know, will keep you guys alive and keep you guys together, right? Because... You like you can have the most gorgeous woman in the world, but you know if she treats you badly and like doesn't show affection, all the other stuff in between, it's 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 gonna be a very sad and short relationship. <laughs> um, but here's what it is. Um, like for example, if you if we were going under that like like theory of like connection is what matters mostly, then I mean. Don't you think more people would be like bi curious or something? Because like you know, as close friends, we all connect very well. And we all laugh together, and we you know agree on pretty much everything. So if it's strictly based off of like emotional connection, you would think it'd be like going down the kind of route, which obviously I, I believe all of us are heterosexual, and um, <laughs> so yeah. what starts it off for me is the physical. Appearance. Like it's it sounds kind of shallow, but I think everybody has that like aspect. Because, for example, let's put it like this: if we just saw two random women walking down the street, right? One of them we all considered very attractive, and the other one we didn't really consider that attractive. We immediately lock eyes on the attractive one just out of sheer nature. It's just human nature, and obviously. Until we, like, discuss with the person, like, really get to know who they are, that's when the emotional connection kicks in. So, like, it sounds shallow, but I'm, like, you know, if if I find a girl unattractive, we can be good friends and stuff like that. But no matter how much we connect emotionally, like you said, the physical attraction is not, like, looks aren't everything, but it does count for a lot. And, like, it's just not to say anybody's ugly, not in any words I'm saying anybody's ugly. Everybody has a different taste, and everybody likes different, you know, body sizes, heights, everything in between. But for what you personally are interested in, I feel like it has to fit some sort of criteria before you, like, get, you know, to that point of emotional connection. Yeah, now, I see what you're saying by that. Um, but I just, like I said, it, it, there is an aspect of 
looks that do play into it, but I just don't think it's the majority. Like that's not the major thing that needs to be in somebody that would make me want to be with them. Can I ask right, you like a scenario on what you would do? On it, but, uh, to, sure. To, <laughs> to say you're with a woman for a year or two, right? And you're with mm-hmm. her, and you absolutely love her. You guys get along so well, right? Mm-hmm. You guys don't. You guys rarely ever fight. If you guys do fight, you're able to resolve conflict easily, right? What do you do in situations where if you don't find the person that attractive, how do you go about getting your uh, what's the word? I guess you could say how how can you get your sexual needs met then? Because like if, I mean, if you're not if you're I've seen this time and time I've had friends that's been with women that they don't find attracted to and then they go out and cheat. And I'm just like, dude, you got a girl that's like you connect on such an emotional level with, right? Then and then they just go out and cheat because they just don't find them physically attractive. Just you know? for the record, cheating is always wrong. Nobody should ever cheat. Always. Always. But uh, in this so I feel like you would find that out before a whole year would go by, though, uh, according to your scenario. Well, you know, there's if, some people if, that – like, there's some people – you'd be surprised, man, because, like, there could be situations where the, they don't talk to each other about that because that could be such a sensitive topic. And that's, that's just a problem. I think that's where people need to be opening conversation and be like, look, this is this. Like, you know, what is bothering me in this relationship or whatever? Like, there's a lot of people that just – they go and – get themselves stuck quote unquote when I don't think you're ever stuck in a situation and that's when they turn out to to go and cheat and that's the big issue with with stuff like that is they don't talk and they don't communicate and so I just I don't know I don't in in your situations that you explained there I just feel like either a you communicate with the other person and tell them what you what your issues are or be you just i don't know for me the whole sexuality sexual aspect of everything isn't a big thing either so this may be more something that lucy could (laughs) comment on maybe (laughs) but uh i just i don't know i don't in that scenario i don't know maybe it's just not right if that's a big thing for that person instead of cheating just in the relationship, it's not right to cheat and then hurt the other person. It's just not right to do. So, yeah, um, yeah. Based off that like topic, um, I feel like you wouldn't really be in that scenario had you had looked at it from my point of view. If you had like you know made sure that the physical attraction was there first, and then you know you know talk to her. And then if the emotional connection is there, then it, you know, all is settled. You won't be in that scenario. Um, but again, when it comes to that, like I agree, cheating is always wrong. People put themselves in positions to like cheat, which they should never do. Because I hear all kinds of excuses. I was drunk. I was, you know, this, yeah, that, and third. Uh, terrible excuse. And let me tell you something. I've been blackout drunk more than I would like to admit. <laughs> and... Never once have I, like, had the urge to cheat on anybody I was with at the moment. Never once. And people have tried. Like, when I go out with my friends to the bar or something, and I'm, like, in a relationship or whatever. Like, this is one story one of my friends. <laughs> me and him. 
we were playing uh, ping pong, and uh, you know these two girls came up and asked if they can join us. We were like, yeah, cool. We'll just play twos. Like me and my boy, and you know you two can go. And then later we found out they were in a relationship, right? They were together, and I was like, okay, cool. Like so, like me and my boy started joking around, like, oh yeah, so are we? You know, just messing around with them, and they started laughing. And so we're playing ping pong, whatever. And the girls fell in love with us. The girls were like, yo, you guys should come back to our place with us. Like, you know, we could have a good time, blah, 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 blah. And me and him, drunk, we're both like, no, nah, like, we both got girlfriends. Like, I'm sorry. It, it would be a lot of fun, but we can't. And then, <laughs> and then later on, we see them making out in the parking lot when we're leaving. And <laughs> I'm joking around with my friend. I'm like, yo, man, that could have been us. We could have been there with them. Why do we have to be in relationships at the moment? <laughs> But, you know, obviously, we both stood loyal. We both went back to our girls and, you know, stuff like that. But in a nutshell, in a nutshell, yes, if you have that emotional connection with somebody and you don't have that physical attraction, like, and you want to get your sexual needs filled, I mean, depending on what it is, I feel like communication is key. Like, it's it's a harsh subject to bring up. And, like, it's hard to tell, like, your girlfriend, like, you know, Hey, like, you're a little too skinny, you're a little too overweight, you're a little too, like, your hair is a little too messy. Whatever the problem is that's making you unattractive to her physically, you would you have to discuss it somewhere or the other. And that's basically what you got to do. You really just got to be like, you know, like, hey, you know, I don't mean to be harsh. You know, I love you, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, like, you, you've put on a few pounds. Like, whatever it is, like, I'm just going to the weight because that's a big one for a lot of people. Um, and by no means am I body shaming anybody at all. I'm just using that as an example. But, um, yeah, you know, hey, hey, babe, you put on a few pounds. Like, you know, you know, I also feel like I put on a few pounds. Like, maybe we should go to the gym together. And, you know, maybe we can lose weight together and get our body goals that we want together. And, like, when you put yourself in the like scenario with her, you know, you're not really talking down to her. You're you're on the same level with her. You're You're – inserting yourself in that situation as well like i feel like i've lost some like gained some weight as well and i feel like i want to lose some weight would you like to join me and support me and like you know do it together as a team and then you know that's another thing that goes well with the relationship when you guys do stuff together and build each other up from the ground instead of you know shooting each other down you know why y'all gained weight right hmm you know why y'all gained weight right what do you mean? Because that's happy weight, dude. When you're with somebody you love, I was about you to guys say that. eat all the time, and you guys just gain yeah. weight together. So if you're gaining weight yeah. when you're with a woman, that means you're in the right relationship, in my opinion, too. I agree. A hundred percent. I disagree. Um, <laughs> every relationship <laughs> I've been in, did. I've gained weight, <laughs> and <laughs> all of them have failed tremendously and all changed. Okay, on but me. wait, did, did they? Did but they was you happy at the time? I mean, yeah. Before That's I found weight. like the messages and stuff, yeah, I, I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so let's let's flip this question that you asked us. Let's flip it back onto you. What what is your thoughts on that? About the the question you asked us, the scenario of oh, of going I, a whole I year. already think that physical attraction plays a key part. Like, I think it's right behind. The whole personality thing. I'm I'm not seeing any sh- way, shape, like, and I learned this from my last relationship, of course, obviously, but like, it just has to be there. And if it's not there, then I just feel like, are you in a relationship? Or are you in a friendship? You know. So I mean, mine's pretty straightforward. I, I 
I think there should be some type of physical attraction. And if there's not, the thing about it is, right, if you're going on these dating apps and you're scrolling, you're looking, right, what's the first thing you see? You see a picture of them or do you see their bio? Do you read a bio first or do you see a picture? Yeah. You see a picture. You see a picture. You like what they look like. Okay, look at the bio. What's the bio say? Okay, it aligns with what I'm looking for. Like, I mean that that's true. But the, the that's thing exactly is, that, like, what I was gonna say. So if you go a year though, what would you do in that situation? If that's you and you went a whole year and then now you're starting to feel like well, you know, so, the attraction um, isn't there. I mean, I'll admit I have flaws as a as a person, and one of my flaws is is. I think that's a touchy subject for myself. I feel embarrassed about it because I feel like something would be wrong with me. And in my last relationship, I tried to bring it up, but I just couldn't because I just felt ashamed of it. So it was just an underlying underlining issue that was just never resolved, which ultimately ended in a breakup. So, I mean, everybody's different, but that's just – that's how I handled it. I just couldn't handle it. You know. But, again, well, it's one of them things that you learn as you get older and you get in these relationships yeah. with people. Yeah, I mean, on that on that note, like that goes back to the whole like saying like you need to learn to love yourself before you can love anybody else. So 100%. maybe maybe you, <laughs> maybe you 100%. just personally wasn't ready for the relationship yet because maybe you guys would have been great had you you know dealt with any personal stuff you got on your back. Not not saying like you like you know ruined the relationship yourself or you drugged the relationship or anything like that. I but, get it, man. I'm just a horrible uh, person. I get it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> but, but personally, that's why I'm not in the relationship myself. Like, I need to fix myself and handle my own things before I can put down anybody else. Like, you already know, both of you, I'm sure both of you guys already know, I have major trust issues based on how many times I've been cheated mm-hmm. on. So, I need to, I need to fix myself and make myself realize that not every woman's gonna cheat on me, and you know, I, I don't need to be overprotective and super like concerned. If any girlfriend of mine in the future is, like, having a conversation with the male cashier type thing, like, you know, yeah. like, I need to fix myself and get my own head straight before I ever get to another relationship again. Which, yeah, that, that is so hard to do, though, because, like, with the whole trust issues and stuff like that, it's like, you know, I've, I've already tried helping you with that, even though with myself, I have trust issues, too. And it sucks because you'll, you'll start to really be like, all right, I'm going to start to trust again. And you get into that relationship, and then they go and do something that breaks down that trust barrier again. And it's like, man, how many times before, like, how many times does this have to keep happening before I can finally be like, all right, like, it, it's just, it's going to continue to add trust issues when they keep doing stuff like that, I feel like. So it's, yeah. So really let me hard. ask you guys this. This reminded me of somebody that I talked to a, a while ago, right? And this was just such a heated discussion that we had. And, and ultimately, we couldn't work out because of it. And I want to ask you both this, right? So there was this girl that I talked to. And, and it, it goes aligned with the trust issues, right? Do you think when you first start talking to somebody that the trust is earned or given first? Should somebody either, A, when you meet somebody, 100% trust no matter what, or B, you don't trust them, but they have to gain that trust? What's your stance Ooh. on that? That's because tough. I was always like, okay, it's a clean slate. I trust that person a hundred percent. But the but the, the the lady I was talking to was like, no, they see that's not the case. You know, if I talk to somebody, they have to earn that trust from me. You know, I could be skeptical all I want. But the thing about it is the way that I look at it is 
if you if you have that mentality and you go in a new clean slate in a relationship with somebody, I just feel it creates issues early on because it's just like, well, you don't trust me. So if there's no trust in a relationship, how you can how can you be in a relationship with that person? And it's true because they haven't done anything to make you lose trust in them. Exactly. So why do they... And you're just creating unnecessary conflict. Yeah. But, I mean, on the other hand, they haven't done anything. I can see it both ways. To earn it, say, on the other hand, they haven't yeah. given you any reason to trust them yet. Yeah. And that, man. Trust is it's a, big a t- It's a tough me. one, man. That I'm, is tough. Hey, that's the whole reason I'm not in a relationship, though. So you asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, we can speak about my last one, too. I mean, you know, I've fully trusted. It was one of the first ones where I was like, you know, I'm really going to fully trust into this. Like, I'm done having these trust issues. Like, I'm I'm really going to trust. And, you know, just one little lie could really make you be like, dang, you know, like, I, I, you see that happen. And it's like, man, I fully trusted you. And then. It, it don't matter how small or big the lie would be, right? It's just something that's like, man, now now I've lost that trust, and now I'm back to the trust issues. Yeah, because literally going off of that topic, that can go, that can correlate coincide with the same thing that we were talking about earlier, with the emotional connection over the physical attraction first, because you know off that same topic, the, the you know last one you were talking about, whatever, mm-hmm. you know emotions, everything clicked off the bat like that, it snapped. You guys connected and like you guys got along so well, you know, everything like that in between, you know, music and everything we were talking about. And, you know, once you guys got to, you know, see each other, I'm assuming you both were still physically attracted to each other too. But even then, it boils down to even emotional connection and physical attraction isn't even everything itself because there was more underlying issues that, you know, it, it fell through. true um i mean it just sucks you know when the whole trust because like what what jake was saying here is like you know is it given or do you gotta like earn it or whatever i guess it's both ways really because if you go into the relationship and you're like all right i fully trust you and then they do something to make you not trust them it hurts more because it's like all right now I've lost trust. But then if you go into it with a clean slate with no trust, and then they earn the trust, but then they do something to lose a little bit of it or whatever, like which one is worse or better? I, I don't know. That's really a – So the the way that really kind of helped me – like so this was after this whole thing with this lady ended, but what I kind of figured out the best way to go about it is – is reassurance. It goes a long way. Like if you were to have trust issues with a yeah. woman, right, and you trust her in the beginning, but then if she was to do something that's a, kind of a red flag a little bit, for a, if you're able to connect to her from a mental and emotional state, you, you can talk to her. Be like, hey, you know, this was something that reminded me of a past relationship, and if they loved you, they'd be like, oh, they would reassure you and be like, no, that's fine. You ain't got to worry about that, and then bam, that's it until they or, actually do something. Or they'll get mad at that, and then once they get mad at that, because there's that's I've a, had that's another a, that's one. a red flag on the play right there. Yeah, yep, that is because I've had another <laughs> one like that where I would mention like there was some things that were going on, and <laughs> bless you, bless uh, there were some things going on that made me a little bit weary, and I was like, you know, this is very similar to how another relationship of mine was going down, 
And I just kind of saw signs of stuff going and going. And I was like, man, like, and I had a conversation with her. And I was like, you know, what is going on? Like, this is not, this just seems weird. And, you know, I, and I overthink a lot too. So a lot of it was maybe overthinking. But in the end, all that overthinking was true because everything that was going on eventually led up to what I had already had conversations with her about. Mm-hmm. So that, it, and she would yeah. she would kind of get upset about it, saying that I'm comparing. When I'm not really comparing them as people, I'm comparing situations. And yeah, I view exactly. that differently. And, yeah, and somebody that's yeah. mature would realize that that you know, especially yeah. if you mention it in the beginning. Hey, you know, I have past traumas with people. They should yeah. be able to be understanding about it. So when you bring up a topic, it can reassure you instead of like, oh, why are you comparing me to so and so, right? Because yeah. it's a defensive mechanism. So if they're doing that, then in reality, they're pretty much are. They're just being sneaky about it. Yes, I agree with that so much. That was a great, great topic, man. Yeah. What do you think on that, Lucy? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, we already agreed that I'm more of a pessimistic person. So I'm already looking at it like you need to earn my trust, right? Like, and it's a negative way to look at it, but. It's just, you know, how I handle it. Um, because you could take into consideration, like, you know, let's just say, let's just say, um, for example, somebody was abused as a child, right? Because this happened to one of my exes before. One of my exes, she used to be abused and stuff like that. So anytime, like, you know, I would, like, mess around with her. Like, I forgot, like, what it was. I was playing a video game. And, like, I was, like, I, I pushed her, like, as a joke. I was, like, do get away from me because she kept trying to hit my controller. And mm-hmm. she flinched. She genuinely got scared. So immediately when that happened, I was, like, okay, well, let me, you know, boyfriend mode activate. Like, I, I shut off the game, and I went to go talk to her. I was, like, oh, yo, are you okay? Like, I'm sorry, like, that, like, scared you. Like, you know, I would never do anything to, like, you know, harm you. She was, like, no, I know you wouldn't. It's just, you know, I've been abused a lot in my past and stuff like that. And I was, like. I totally understand, like, you know, I've never been physically abused like that by a partner or whatever, but, you know, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, But, you know, whatever I have to do to make you realize that I am not like that and I will never do that to you, I would do, like, you know, you're worth the fight, you're worth, like, the me having to prove you, like, I'm not like that. So it's not always a negative way, like, it's just, you know, unfortunate events that could have happened to somebody that you have to show them. That you're not like that. It's almost like when you're just trying to date a girl, like you have to like, and there's like other guys or whatever. Like if you do that, if you do that, you have to just be like, you know, I'm not like these other guys. Like you know, I'm better. You know, it's kind of, you know. So, it's not always a bad way whenever it comes up in that situation. So that's just how I look at it. You know, I've been cheated on a lot of stuff like that. So I would like reassurance. I guess a better way to put it, instead of trying to prove yourself, I would like reassurance that like. You know, oh, well, I'm not going to cheat on you. Like, I've never cheated on anybody before. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'd rather just break up instead of cheat. You know, stuff like that is, you know, always going to be calm-minding to the person that, you know, went through something like that. Yeah, I think reassurance is really a, a big thing. And it, it sucks, too, because sometimes you'll try to tell them that you want reassurance, and they'll still make it like it's a big deal, and then... You know, that's also a red flag on the play, you know? <laughs> it's another thing. It's like, man, <laughs> yeah, throw it. <laughs> but, 
because I just wanted to let anybody know, anybody that's watching this and you're in a relationship and you are being physically abused based on the topic I was going to, please seek help. Like, don't stay in this oh, situation. Yes, yes, yes. Talk to somebody. Talk to family, friends, authorities, anything you have to do. You don't deserve that. Nobody ever deserves that. If you're going through something like that, please seek help and get yourself out of that situation. There's always somebody out there that's way better and would treat you the correct way you're supposed to be treated for men and women, anybody being physically abused or emotionally abused or anything like that, mistreated in a relationship whatsoever. If they're not fixing themselves and not changing that, then you need to cut your losses and you really need to seek some help. And you're never, you're never, ever, quote unquote, stuck. A lot of people will say that they feel like they're stuck. There's always a way to get out of that situation if you need to. Like, do not think that you're stuck and that you're, you have to deal with that from the other person. There's very manipulative people out there that will try to keep you and try to make you feel like you are stuck, but you're not. Go seek that help. Go talk to people that, that can really get you out of that situation. And, you know, you're not alone in that. Um, is there anything you want to put on that? I'm going to have to send what y'all just said to somebody that I absolutely love, but they're going through that right now. So I'm going to have to send this podcast to them after, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in all serious, yeah. man, like, you, you know, the, the one thing that I hear that people get stuck on is sharing a kid with them. Right. Yeah. Is then yeah. you have to take into account the child's life, you know, with two different households and stuff, right? I went through it, you know, like my my daughter's old enough to where she'll ask me, you know, why is mommy and daddy not together, right? And the thing that I always tell them, well, you know, two happy households is better than one toxic household, right? Yeah. So like, oh, yes. it's just, it's it's a tough thing, man. Like it's, you know, you you can tell people you know go get help or whatnot but until they get to a there's a tolerance that people have and until they get there man it doesn't matter how much advice they get from anybody until they are just they wake up yeah absolutely have it and then they just go with it and then it just well that's also dangerous humans are man what's that that's dangerous because if you wait for somebody to reach their breaking point they can snap and go blind with rage and not realize what they do like they can i I mean man like the thing with that and like on the kid topic as well, um, I'm sorry you have somebody going through that. I really hope they, you know, get the help they need. Um, but kids as well, like, unfortunately, it just depends on how old the kid is as well. Like, once your kid hits teenage years and above, I believe they are able to understand, like, you know, more adult conversations. So, even if you had to be honest with them, like, you know, mom, your mother was abusing me or I was abusing your mother, anything of the sort. You know, we just, it was bad and we had to separate, you know, when they're older and stuff like that, they can understand a lot more and be more empathetic compared to the situation and stuff. You know, when you're like, you know, if it's like a little seven-year-old or something or like five-year-old and you try to say something like that, they'd be like, well, then just tell mommy to stop pitting you or stop pitting mommy. Like, you know, they, they don't really comprehend it as much as like, you know, a teenager would. So I always think, you know. In the teenage years is the best time to, you know, try and get that to your, you know, child or the situation why mom and dad had to split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing on the whole kid topic too is that, you know, a lot of people think that oh they're they're doing it for the kid, like they think it's okay to be in a toxic household, and that kid is going to see that, and they're going to grow up and see the toxicity that was going on, and like he said. Two happy homes is better than one toxic one. Mm-hmm. Because if you're growing up through a toxic household, 
It's just, it's just not. It's just not good. Because what they're raised with, that's what they, that becomes the normal for them. Yeah, see, that I, becomes the normal. They I, take it I agree with all that too, man. Because as a kid, you know, my mom and dad were separate, so I grew up in separate households. And the and the one thing, whenever my child was born, I tried to stick through it as much as I could because I didn't want my kid having the same life I did, you know. But then at the same time, the more you grow and you realize, kid senses when you're not happy senses when you're sad and all that and it reflects that energy back onto them in ways it, it's so weird how that works but mm-hmm. trust me it does i've seen it time and time again but it's just like you know as you get older it's just like you know maybe my mom and dad may have made the right call by not being together right because mm-hmm. even though as a kid it sucked seeing friends that had a mom and dad that was there their whole childhood like my mom was pretty much absent right growing up and there's things that I wish that I did a lot better that I feel like only my mother could teach me, but she wasn't there. So there's always yeah. there's always those things that there's trade offs, but you know some trade offs are better than the other. That's the way that I see it. So very touchy, man. That could be another d- different discussion too. Is just like mm-hmm. you know dating people with with kids and whatnot, right? Like it's just yeah. mm-hmm. huge topic, man. Just you can go off by so many things with that. And I've, I've mm-hmm. been in a couple of those. So, yeah, so we could uh, go on to long-distance relationships. I know we've all been through a couple of those. Um, and and do you want to start this off, Lucy, uh, about one of your long-distance yeah, um, relationships? I can go into probably my most memorable one. I've been in a couple, but there's always been one that's been the most memorable for me. Um, I met this girl online. You know, uh, I was in middle school or high school at the time. I can remember. I was 16. I don't remember what age you start middle school or high school. But um, I was 16 at the time, and I believe she was 15. And um, what we did, we met on Xbox. We had a blast. We, you know, played video games all the time together, whatever. And eventually we started dating. And, you know, being young and in a long-distance relationship is also you know, hard, because you obviously, you know, you guys both still go to school and stuff like that, and you know, again, jealousy issues, I've had them pretty much all my life, um, and you know, I would overthink a lot, like, well, who's she in school with, like, you know, she's going you know, have another boyfriend in school, whatever the case was, but, you know, we both made a decision, we were like, hey, let's ask our parents if we can meet each other, like, you know, let's do that, like, and we did, and everything went really smooth. You know, um, I flew to her first. I, uh, she lived in another state than me, and I flew over to her. And let me tell you, it was exhilarating, the feeling. Like, <laughs> on, on the whole flight there, there was this one song that I kept playing. I forgot what it was. It, it was it was literally singing out my life. Like, it was literally singing <laughs> out, like, you know, I'm flying to you. I'm flying to my love. I can't wait to meet you. But, bro, I had that song on repeat. I had, like... <laughs> I can recite the lyrics right now. I'm not going to do it. But uh, <laughs> but I had that song on repeat. And then when I got there, I texted her. I'm like, yo, I just landed. Where you at? She's like, oh, I'm baggage area nine. Like, that's where your bag's going to be. I was like, okay, bet. So I'm running with my carry-on, like, looking around, like, well, yo, where's this, where's this baggage area? And I see it. And let me tell you, I did not know I can run that fast, but I ran. <laughs> so I ran. And then... The baggage area was surrounded by glass. Like, each baggage area was surrounded by, like, glass windows and stuff. So I saw her through the glass. I'm like, oh, my God, there she is. 
and I almost <laughs> I almost pushed an old lady out the way. I was like, girl, you better move because the love of my life is right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I met her. We hugged. It was crazy. Um, her mother was there with her. She gave her the ride. I met her mother, shook her hand, you know, polite. And we hit it off. We had a great time. When I went there, I stayed with her. I stood in the living room. Obviously, we were kids, so, you know, I wasn't allowed to stay in the same room yeah. with her. I stood in the living room. She slept in her room. Um, and we did all kinds of things, bro. She introduced me to Whataburger. That place was amazing. I wish I could still eat some right now. They don't have it down here where I'm at. Um, <laughs> but um, that was amazing. We went to Warp Tour together. We did that. Like we played video games together. I got her like, <laughs> I got her like this gift. It was like this little bracelet that lights up whenever like someone touches it. So we both had uh, one. So you know, when I came back, like I would touch my bracelet whenever I missed her. It would light up for her on her wrist and vice versa. It was great. Um, and then, uh, what's it called? When I came back, she loved this one hoodie I had. It was like one of my favorite hoodies and she loved it. And I was like, I was like, damn, like, what can I do? And me being a little romance, right? Like me being a little romance, <laughs> Romeo, <laughs> bro. I was like, all right, bet. So I took my hoodie and I left my cologne there too. She loved my cologne. I left my cologne there and everything. I left my cologne and my hoodie and I folded it up and I put it under her bed. And when I got back home, we were messaging or whatever, and we got on video call. I was like, hey, can you do me a favor? I was like, yo, can oh. you check under your bed? And she checked under her bed. She she started crying. And I was like, yo, yo what, what you crying for? Like, you know, it's good. We're going to get to see each other again. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, like, probably I would say maybe, like, the best relationship I've ever been in. Like, even though we were young and everything, like, young and naive, I think that's why it ended. We were so young and, like, you know, we were immature and stuff. But, like, if she ever messaged me again, ever got in contact with me again, I would probably definitely give the relationship another shot. I think now that we're both older, I feel like we were both definitely, you know, perfect for each other, had I not messed it up being younger. That'd be Um, crazy if she messages you and she says she still has all that stuff. Man. (laughs) Bro. Could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Commercial break, right? (laughs) Oh my god. Um uh, yeah, um I feel like I ranted a little bit. What about you, Jake? Uh long distance at all? Or so <laughs> Yeah or nay. <laughs> nay, I'm not a fan of it and I think uh it, it just really depends on someone's love language, man. Like for me, I can't like the longest re- relationship I've ever had and it I'm talking about actually in a relationship, not like talking to somebody cuz like I've talked to people States away, right? Nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. But in a relationship with, like, committed to them, my longest was only maybe a two-hour drive. But it made seeing each other so difficult. And you know, a lot of times I'm I'm cool. You know, I'm like do my own thing, go to the gym, do school, whatever, right? But then you know, when there's nights or there's days, I'm lonely with somebody, and I need to have that human connection with. It's not there, and it wasn't. It was never convenient for me. And it's just something that I have to have as a person, man. Like I value physical touch pretty high on the scale. And I feel like if that person's not there for you, like the, the presence is not there, they're not physically there for like with you. I just, I just can't be in a relationship like that, man. Like it, it sucks, but you know, everybody's different. Yeah. I, I can see that how, you know, physical touch is one of my top things too, but I mean, I've 
done long distance. I've had a, a couple in, in states away. Um, and I, it's tough. It's tough to know if it's it's a thing that'll work or not because I've always had trust issues too. And doing long distance, that those trust issues are major because it's like, all right, why is she not texting me? It, is she really asleep at 8 p.m. on a weekday or weekend, right? What is she doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's weird. That's off. You know, it's been a couple hours. You're not texting me. Where are you at? Type thing. And it's, I don't know. It's really tough. Um, but with, with the couple that I, I've been in or whatever, uh, it, another thing, too, that, that's a big issue is if they have a kid, which we talked about with the whole kid thing, too. And it's like they have a baby daddy that's there, too. And it's like, all right, well, then how would this work? You know, do you you would have to move there with them if you eventually in the future or they would want to move here with me and stuff like that. And sometimes that just becomes a, a too big of an issue. And even if in the beginning, <laughs> Both sides are like, all right, we know this is an issue, but we know how we can work through it. And then eventually that becomes the main issue. And so, I don't know, it just, with long distance, I guess it just depends on the person. But I'm I'm more leaning toward that it, it just, I don't think it really works. Well, mm-hmm. that's like me being in one before, like, I get it, like the physical, like, touch and stuff like that. Like, because that's always, like, helps everybody. But... I mean, I thought you would be more on board for the. <laughs> I thought you'd be more on my side with this one. There you go, the yin and yang again. Because, I... like, well, because it's like it's polar opposites at this point, right? Because I was like, we were talking about like the physical attraction, right? And you said no, the emotional connection is more important. Your words, right? And yeah. it's like it's like opposite for me because like when if it's a long distance and I really connect with somebody, the emotional connection like, takes over the physical touch for me, like, and me being, like, a thought, um, yeah, yeah, me being that, like, you would think that I would, like, have the most issue out of all three of us, but I I really don't, like, again, like, I, I know what she looks like, I met her, blah, 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 like, I'm physically attracted to her, and, you know, we connect really well, and, like, you know, we laugh and get along everything. But, you know, we just happen to live far apart. The physical touch doesn't really bother me all that much. Like, I think it's so I think it's worth it in the end. And I think maybe it's because, like, I'll, I'm the only one out of all three of us that's, like, made the trip and met them. But, bro, there's no feeling like that when you, like, meet them for the first time. It's like meeting a whole new person all over again. But, you know, you're with them. Like, it's a, it's a crazy feeling. I wish I could explain. But it's so, like, out of this world. So, I mean, yeah, I mean personally, like, I can deal without the physical touch, you know. And just, like, wait until, like, we meet in person again. Like, one of us fly to each other. Like, I think it's worth it for me if you connect well, I, and attract it to them. I do think, you know, physical touch. I, I don't mean it as in, like, you know, the sexual way. But, like, yeah, being yeah. able to hold their hand and, and kiss and hug or cuddle at night type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I, I meant, too. I was just making I, a joke with the thought thing. But. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, okay, but I really am I just, one, but that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I just feel like that's a, a big thing. But, like, when you go, like, months, right, and then 
neither side is really making an effort to make that first contact to be able to meet somewhere or anything like that. It's like when you get to that point, it's like, all right, like when is this going to happen? Like, is it going to happen? Or am I just getting played for the long run and you're just using me for my feelings and my my stuff that, you know, my help that I give you and, and all this other stuff that we have conversations with and all that. Like, I just, I don't know. I That's why I really kind of defer from you. Like, I can do it, right? I think it it mm-hmm. can work, but it just depends on the two individuals that are trying it, if they're both willing and truly committed and able to have trust in it and don't be sneaky because I feel like, I also feel like this, people that do long distance, there's some people that, I feel like it might be easier for them to cheat or lie because what are their consequences of it, right? They just lose a person. They're, it's Instead of them being there in your town or city or, or around you, there's not that physical connection that they have with you. So it's like, they could just lie, cheat, whatever. How's it going to get back to you? How are you going to find out that they did it? You don't know anyone else in that city that she's in, right? So how are you going to find out if she did? You could easily go, you know, like I said, with the whole 8 p.m. thing, she says she's asleep. Damn, she's another dude's house. So mm-hmm. how do you trust that? You know, like, it's hard to, but... I never actually got to the point of physically meeting them. Um, it would it would almost happen, and right when it was about to happen, something mysteriously <laughs> came out, and uh, we never did. But um, <laughs> red flags. Those are red flags. Don't play. Um, but I mean, yeah, Jake, you, you're long distance. I know the the one. Uh, you did actually meet them, though. He he actually was. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, it was only a two-hour drive, right? But, like, oh, uh, you know, we had complications. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you know, we had complications. Not as much. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, I mean, we had complications, man. It was, like, you know, she was a good person. We got along well. But, yeah, just the whole absence of physical touch wasn't there. Um and then you know when when you're when you're dating somebody, and they're still going through say a divorce. That's always a huge thing. That could that could yeah. unleash a whole lot of trust issues, right? And you know, you, just it, just a big mess. I think it could have been wrong wrong place, wrong time deal. But um, just like you know, uh, man, like I I can't really relate too much on the online long-distance relationship thing. Like I said, I only had one. It didn't work out, and I tell myself I'm never going back to that again. My rule of thumb is an hour drive or less. Anything over, that's outside my zone. I don't want to deal with it. I think I'm more less than that now if I try again with with somebody. I think 30 minutes, maybe 45, (laughs) I think. If they're not next door to me, I don't want them. Bro, if it's not my neighbor, then (laughs) I'm done. I don't want it. I don't watch watch your neighbor see this and like, oh uh hey gonna, <laughs> gonna meet up or, no, no. but uh <laughs> <laughs> she's probably already got a man husband and everything probably I don't know oh god but um oh man I mean but, uh, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the whole like, 
a big a big thing that takes play in dating is like people who believe in astrology and stuff like that as well. And I don't know if you guys deal with it as much as I do. Maybe it's just my sign. Maybe it's just because I'm a Capricorn. And <laughs> but that takes place in a lot of like times I try to talk to a woman. A lot of times, and you know, there's probably men out there too that like really into astrology. I'm not saying only women focus in astrology, but um, you know, astrology can take place in a lot of issues with dating because people just base you off your sign and not you as your person and you as your personality. They put this like, they put this label on you because they're like, oh well, mm-hmm. I'm a Capricorn. Uh, I don't get along with uh, Sagittarius's, so like we can never talk. We can never be friends. We can never date. Um, and that, that, that takes a big part of my stuff too, because it's funny to me because there's been so many times I try to talk to a girl online and they're just like, Oh, uh, when's your birthday? Blah, 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 whatever. Or sometimes they even see it on the bio or whatever. Cause I put it in mm-hmm. my bio too. And they're like, Oh, you're Capricorn. Like mm, we don't click. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you don't even know me. Like this is crazy. <laughs> exactly. They don't get to know you or anything. And they just putting that label instantly. They're like, done. Done. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's, that is very crazy. But, yeah, I really don't relate to this topic a lot. I just, I never have had a female base it off of my personality. I mean, we, we talk about it and people, like, you know, I, I meet people that are into it, right? And luckily they've been mature enough to not label me as such and such from what they read online. Personally, I like reading them. I think they're interesting, but I don't think it makes me up as a person. And for the majority, I'm a Scorpio, man. Oh, that's such a Scorpio thing to say. All right, go on. Yeah. I'm an Aries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're such an Aries, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't base it off people a lot, man. And I've been fortunate to where I've, the women that I've talked to, they don't either. I mean, I just find, I find it interesting. So that's kind of just my stance on it. I mean, because I can see, like, astrology, like, some things do, like, makes sense for me like they they say like capricorns which are me they say capricorns are like hard workers and they work a lot and you know they don't really show their emotions stuff like that and i'm like well that's that's mm-hmm. kind of true like i like i don't really show my emotions and like i do work a lot you know but uh to put it into the dating aspect it's like it's weird because like i've met other capricorns that are completely different from me like they act like every capricorn is the same person which is not yeah. the case. Like, I'm a it's lot of Capricorns that are completely different for me. They're, like, unemployed. They don't care about work and anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, to base off of that is absurd. But, I mean, you know, different yeah. strokes for different but, folks, I guess. Yeah. And like Jake said, um, you know, they're interesting to read. Uh, sometimes I'll, you know, see what my compatibility is with somebody just, just to see what it is. Um, hey, we did that interesting. Other, like a couple weeks ago, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We actually checked out a couple uh, friends, and but it's interesting to look at. And um, I'm actually I like looking at uh, personality uh, enneagrams. Uh, they're really cool mm-hmm. to check mm-hmm. out. Um, I'm a type two, uh, but uh, <laughs> those are really cool. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why people will base it directly off of what you are. I don't think that's right. I don't I think you should get to know the person before you do anything. Don't just base it directly on their sign. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, like I said, like 
The one time that's happened to me, like, girls would just stop talking to me and, like, block me just based off of my sign sometimes. It's crazy. They're like, oh, like, you're Capricorn. I'm a Capri Sun. We don't click buy block. And I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, I didn't even get to make a case. Like, I didn't even get to say, like, anything about me. You just saw my birthday and, like, yep, nope, nope, bye. Yep. Like, <laughs> that's like, bro, like, if you put it in perspective, it's like, oh, you got brown hair. I don't like brown hair. Bye. Like, yep. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot to put in, like, relationships and to base, like, how you connect with somebody just off their sign, like, mm-hmm. it's it's not right because I've even I've dated people who like said that stuff. They're like, oh, well, you're a Capricorn. We don't, we don't really get along, and like we dated, we had a great time, you know, you know. And I was like, it proved it wrong. But well, I mean, actually, you know, at the end of the day, we're not together, so maybe they were right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I take all that Man, back. I, I believe in astrology. Like. <laughs> I mean, relationships are just hard in general, man. You know, that's they're just hard in general. Even people that didn't look at that, uh, y'all aren't together. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe they should have. Okay, well. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they should have seen that maybe you were not compatible and just <laughs> didn't waste your time. You know. <laughs> I mean, crazy what we got to deal with as humans just to have love in our life, dude. Hey, no, you know? yeah, that. <laughs> that, that is true. I deal with a lot to try to find the it. obstacles, man. The obstacles. I know, man. We might as well try for the Olympics at this point. Like the way we jump in these <laughs> bolts and stuff, we might as well. They really, oh, they really putting us through the ringer, bro. Like <laughs> for real, bro. That's really how it is, man. It's tough, and just each time it gets harder and harder. I feel like. Yeah, I lose more and more faith in relationships. Yeah. But I'm still going to keep yeah. trying to make you believe in relationships. You're going to keep trying. I mean, at this point, we still kind of switched, man. Like, shouldn't I be saying that to you? I still, look, I'm going to wait till I'm out of college probably and, and try again. You know, I've had a lot of stress from work and school and all that. So I, I think at, right now I don't want to try a relationship, but eventually I'm going to get back into it, I think. The way that I view it, man, is I used to be so, I used to have that chase, man. I had to be with somebody, and he's he's known this for years, right? Whenever I would get out of, out of a relationship, I was so eager to get into the next one to fill that void, you know? Mm-hmm. But this, now where I'm at as a person, man, it's just like, yeah, I there's days, there's like, or whatever, where I'm just like, man, I'm lonely, dude. I have to, I, I want somebody. But then it's just like, I look at couples, I look back at like the issues that I've had, why I never got to work out with anybody. I'm like, I'm actually kind of glad I'm single, man. Cause it's like, look, I can go to the gym. I can play video games whenever I want. Nobody's got to tell me what to do, man. And like, I've really started to become a believer of the saying, you're going to find your person when you least expect it. So I'm not really actively looking. I'm just waiting for somebody just to pop in my life. And they, they make me an importance at that point. Right. Like. Just, I'm right here. <laughs> you single? <laughs> you guess something you gotta tell me here? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought I'd confess right here on the podcast uh, right now while we're recording. Them. You know, ever since I met you, I thought, I thought y'all two were getting married though. Uh, uh 
he's a side piece. He's a side piece. Uh, You're the one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I get it now. But, uh, yeah, man, that's just kind of like where just like, you know, it's always nice being single. And plus the whole just dating world, man, in today's society is just so messed up, you know? Oh, and it really comes down to communication. Not a lot of it's there. People playing games with one another, you know, and it's just, I don't know, man. Like when you're, when you actually get in a relationship, it's nice. But then when you get out of it for a while, it's just like, man, how the heck am I going to find my next person? But if you just do you, man, focus on you, yes, make yourself a better person, the best you can be, your person's going to come around eventually, I feel like. And that's something I've always, always tried telling you. Always yeah. tried telling you with this. Is it's just Yeah, he's he's my don't... therapist. He's been my therapist for thirteen years. <laughs> uh, hey man, I'll get like your it. money back hey. if he's your therapist. Hey, well, I, I <laughs> Look, man, if it don't work for me, all right, it doesn't mean I can't help other people get it to work. Okay. Look, Beast so, is the perfect bur- is person. Is he still single? Hey. Look, yeah, but yeah, he didn't I am. It went through one ear out the other. He never listened to me. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm embracing the single life, man. By now, I'd already be in another relationship by now. Since my last relationship was like four months ago, right? But, uh, nah, man, I, you know, I, I, give, I give prop to Beast, man. You know, he's he's all about, he knows how to give the advice, but he can't apply it to his real world. That's facts. That's so facts. That's so facts. <laughs> That's so facts. <laughs> I'm a good advice giver. I just don't apply it to my own stuff. But, you yeah. know, I, a lot of people will get out of a relationship. And I, not just you, but people will do that. They'll be like, all right, I got to find that fill this void. Like, it'll help me get over the last person. They don't allow themselves time to recover. And That's to, what we call a rebound that. relationship. Yeah, yeah. And even when they're in a relationship, right, they'll try to find that person because they know it's about to happen. They know that it, the end's coming between them so they'll try to find that that backup so that when it does end bam they're already into it you know they don't mm-hmm. allow themselves to recover and then that next relationship that they're rebounding off of it doesn't last because it's they a cycle didn't, man yeah and it becomes a cycle if you don't allow yourself time to recover from that breakup that you had then it most of the times it's not going to work so you need to find yeah. things that make you happy on your own make yourself happy and then somebody can come in and give more of a boost to your happiness, and <laughs> but uh, yeah, to give more of a boost to your happiness, and um, I was trying to make you know, a really shot, just uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, shoot your shot, man, shoot your shot. But uh... <laughs> okay, hold on, let me just grab one of these real quick. Um... No, oh, wait, no, not that shot, not that shot. Oh, but... <laughs> oh, oh. my bad. But yeah, like um, I don't know. I just feel like people that don't let that rebound recover um it that next relationship just doesn't work out most of the time not all the time um but you really got to just find something that you enjoy that makes you happy go to the gym yeah. go play basketball it's what i would do i'd i'd go to the gym go play basketball it gets basketball you saying um oh. sorry you said basketball <laughs> I, I thought that was cute <laughs> but yeah like just Find something that you enjoy and get your, yeah. your mind off of it and allow yourself time to recover. Stay single. Don't allow that, that stress and stuff to you know, pile up and just yeah. give it time and, and wait, like you said. Wait 
for that person to come into your life. Don't go search. Don't go search for it. Wait for it to come to you. Now, you also have to put yourself into a position for it to come to you. You can't just stay at home all the time and not go out and, you know, not let it come to you. You can't block it off, but you have to let it come to you in, in some way. But during that time of healing, find something that makes you happy. Yeah, I agree with you completely, man. Like, um, and not only that, but you, when we talk about the whole rebounding type deal, like you trying to find that replacement, you know, you're, you're not just growing because you're not, you're not fixing your mistakes as a person, what you did in that relationship, but you're moving on to somebody else that has to deal with your problems that you never try to improve on. And not only that, but you're hurting the other person. I had to deal with this, uh, with the, with the last person I was with, right? Like, I was on the receiving end of somebody that had that trait of finding your replacement, right? If you've been with somebody for such a long time and then you see with you see them in a relationship with somebody a couple weeks later, do they really love you? Did they really care about you? You know, the fact that they're able to just replace you so quick without taking the time to heal or anything, you know? Like there there's more there there's a lot of people that you're hurting in this process and I, I just find it not a good thing to do, you know, yep. like, and, and not only that, but as, as you, uh, as, uh, beast mentioned here, you know, you got basketball, you or whatever hobby it may be, but let me tell you mm-hmm. something that you guys are always going to have boys or girls. You're always going to have the boys are going to be here for you <laughs> through all your breakups. <laughs> right? Get your group, hug them in tight. Be like, look, I'm sorry. I put too much effort into the, <laughs> Hey, I appreciate you boys. Can we give me a hug? Look, I'm sorry, guys, that when I get in these relationships, I don't spend a lot of time with you boys, but you guys are always there for me. And that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do to your group, because I guarantee you that when you get in these relationships, you don't spend as much time with them, and you all drift apart. So, yeah, your your group's always going to be there for you. You know, that's another thing that will help you with these breakups instead of trying to just find the next person. Yeah, and it's something actually we mentioned on the introduction uh, podcast. If you last, uh, if you watched last week, um, we actually mentioned you know putting it on to, to music, which is something me and mm-hmm. Lucy have done. You know, we we put some of our heartbreaks into music and wrote it out like it's another hobby that we've done. So just find whatever can make you happy to fill that void instead of finding another person that can fill that void. Because like Jake said, you're just hurting that other person too. Because most of the time, it's not going to work out because you're still going to be thinking about your past person that you were with. And it's just a cycle. Because then that person's going to end, guess what? You're going to go back to another one. Or you can, uh, you know, you can just use that feeling to work out and, you know, excel in work, make more money and look better. And make them regret ever leaving you and make them regret ever breaking up with you. That's why you go to the gym. (laughs) That's why you go to the gym. That's that's something big. (laughs) I've done, Jake's done, we've all done it, you know. We'll go to the gym. Um, Big as fuck, boy. Better, feel better, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make ourselves feel better about ourselves and then make them regret it. (laughs) But, yeah, see, like you mentioned earlier, the whole, like, working on yourself and your thing was trust issues, right? My my thing that I've always had was confidence issues. I feel like going to Mm -hmm. the gym with me, getting in better shape, has improved my confidence a lot as a person, you know. You'll find these hobbies that will help you with what you struggle with as a person as well, you know. So That's good, yeah. 
that's one thing I don't really uh, have an issue with. I'm so full of myself. If I had any more ego, my head would implode. Oh, yeah, I have so, that. Uh, oh, dude, if I was sure. a chick, dude, you'd score me first now, I guarantee it. <laughs> 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 wow. Maybe y'all should get married. Hey, I ain't gonna lie with you boys. You know, there's there were some good topics tonight that we talked about, and you know, like, um, it was uh, it was it was so good, man, that I started. I feel like I started was I was starting to get feelings for you guys because you guys was just so good with stuff and. Yeah, uh, now that uh, we got him out of his feels and, you know, he's uh, feeling a little bit better, we had to take a moment to make him feel a little bit better. Um, I think this would be a perfect time to wrap this up. Uh, I think we covered a lot of topics, and I feel like uh, we really went in depth on all of them. Um, yeah, yeah you want to close it out? or? Yeah, man. Uh, so, Jacob, it's nice having you on uh, for this podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, if everybody liked the, the episode, um, if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about, uh, hit us up on Instagram or check out our link tree um, at podcast underscore diverse. You can find all our socials there. Um, and yeah, if anybody else would want to be a guest either, uh, dude, like you could just hit us up on there too. Yeah, um, you can be next. Thank you for uh, joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. See you on have the a next good night. episode.